the location may change but but the fellowship remains the location may change but the fellowship will remain the glory will remain the grace will remain in fact it will only multiply it will only become better it will only become greater amen i i am so excited for this season i was just uh, talking to my wife last night yesterday i was telling her last year this time i was admitted i don't know how many of you remember last year this time i was dead <laughs> and you guys were fighting for me and uh, i remember i i saw the replay of the service when i was out of uh, the icu i saw the replay of the service of the sunday when i was out and i saw how you prayed you fasted you believed you worshiped together and it's been a year i don't want to forget the fact that the lord did a resurrection miracle in this house i'm forever grateful i not 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 because i'm scared of dying you know i'm not you know but but i i know that great uh, assignments are there for us and we can't we can't leave before those assignments are done amen yeah and and praise god a year later we are moving into a new building the last the, the last two sundays of this place this particular place we are happy thankful to god for this place you know moving in here was such an impossibility you know and even when we moved in here everybody said this is a temporary place why are you investing so much into this place what are you trying to do like you know shouldn't you be investing into your own building when you have your own building that's when you should do it but we did this place in first class quality you know it's not like we compromised at all you know for our level of income and our level of people the amount of work we have put into this place it is crazy like look at just count the number of air conditions in the house you know count the cameras that we have count each and every detail that goes on behind the service in caring for each and every one of you making sure that you're you're prayed for making sure that you're followed upon it is the the work that goes on behind the scenes is tremendous and i'm very very thankful to the lord for all of us all of you who have journeyed in different seasons of uh, our life and ministry in this place over the last 10 years i still remember we've uh, my my first service after my marriage it was just me my wife and one more girl you know and uh, and my wife was uh, i don't know i don't think she was disappointed but you know for me i i was very embarrassed i'm like you know i'm bringing my brand new wife you know uh, to my first sunday service and it, and 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 for that for that particular sunday it happened to be the smallest service of the last one year and and, uh, and from there the lord has taken us one step at a time in fact i i keep telling her how when she came you know once we got married april 4th was our marriage wedding day i think uh, the first sunday we met in the house the next sunday i have a feeling i think within i think in april itself next sunday or the sunday after that we moved here so i i keep telling her when i got married to you i you know expansion came to me you know like got expanded uh, 
he wakes up and says wow god was in this place and i did not know about it do you know the story he he's he's surprised that he didn't know that god was there hey jacob let me tell you what happened years before your grandfather abraham came and built an altar here there was no this was not a big town then this is not a happening place but there was somebody who spent their tears on this ground and now this guy jacob who is no understanding about this place or no connection to this place he is just passing by this is not even his destination he is just taking a stop one night you know one night's rest and suddenly he has an encounter with god because of a sacrifice that had gone into that place years before years ago and that's what this place is going to be it is it, it, it is also going to feed the people that are going to transition from here yeah we are we are leaving our imprint in the spirit in this place the atmosphere all the atmosphere of this place is going to be saturated is going to be saturated even till today if you go back to the ashram in pune you know where pandita ramabai was fasting and praying and seeking and and the holy spirit was poured out over there for the very first time in the nation of india you know and and around the same time that the pentecostal movement began around the world the same time it began in india and not because some missionary came from america to india it was because somebody over here locally was fasting and praying and preparing and guess what happened that place is so soaked up with god that even today when you go there oh my god it is you can feel it in your bones and it's been over 110 115 20 years someday we should uh, do a ro- road trip or a, you know or a, or a, just a, just to go and pray there for sometime you know it's called kedgao in pune we should just go and 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 there are some some of these parts that you know my father he would he would use that word uh portals you know do you remember him using that word during the cloud so is portals I, i believe that there is a portal here you know because of what we have done over this last 10 years so honestly if you ask me i'm i'm finding it so hard to let this place go it's like i i don't want to let go of this place you know but it may not be wise for us to keep two places when we don't have the need for it so um, so pray that some other church will use it we are desperately trying hard because most of the churches that are coming they're not able to afford the full rent and everything and uh, so it's a, it's a challenge for them to take up a place like this to sustain it pray that you know a church will take it you know or a ministry or some service you know somebody who will host the presence of god here pray for that um are you ready for this uh, next weekend this week not this weekend but next weekend we are exactly about 12 days away from the dedication of the building how are you preparing yourself and how are you preparing the house of god what are you doing to prepare you know a while ago i think over 30 days back 
the lord spoke to us saying for the next 50 days go to the building every day so into the house of god worship pray spend time declaring the heart of god and then you know make it a practice on a daily basis can we intensify that over the next 12 days that this next 12 days has to be uh, unlike ever before you know you know now it is i think relatively more safe for for people to come as well because the dust has settled it's the whole place is tiled uh, not that it is 100% clean but the the tiles are done and, and and most of the most of the major work is completed so it is not going to be as hard as it was earlier so we invite you to come and just pray there even if it is one hour in the evening or one hour in the morning and we don't need no worship leader no prayer leader no pastor no preacher whoever as you are stirred by the spirit you're welcome to come you know and and find the spot for yourself that that you can when you come bring your own yoga mat because there's no chairs there's no nothing just just bring your own stuff that you can if you want to kneel down you want to pray just come and put it in one corner and just seek the lord don't 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 mind the fact that some of the workers may look at you and stare at you and may think it is very awkward that you are praying when all this work is happening it's okay but these are the last 12 days we can't miss out on what god is about to do because we were not positioned we were not prepared i'm going to share from a very familiar portion of scripture this is acts chapter 2 and verse 1 onwards the bible says on the day of pentecost all the believers they were meeting together in one place and many people would read this scripture and say it is because it was the day of pentecost that the lord did what he did or it is because this so and so man of god came or it is because you know there was a particular promise from jesus that this will happen you know different people have will have different ways to say this is why god moved in that place but can i can i teach you that it was not because it was the day of pentecost you know the day of pentecost had nothing to do with the move of god it was the fact that the people they had prepared themselves they had been gathering here day after day after day they have been changing the posture of their heart they have been changing the posture of their homes they had been changing the posture of their relationships everything had been reorganized to center the presence of god you know to 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 make it look like the presence of god is the most important thing you know how we plan our week is monday to friday i want to work saturday i want to spend time with my family go shopping sunday i go to church post church lunch and uh, probably catch up on a movie in the evening no no movies okay sorry i'm talking to uh, more holy people here you know uh, and and then we repeat the same posture again from and then the next monday and here is a group of people who are saying no 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 that's not how it's going to be not that we are not going to work not that we are not going to have our families not that we wouldn't sleep at all 
but the house of God, the presence of God is going to become the center. That is going to consume a hundred percent of our life. Everything that we do will have to flow out of the house of God. Every work that we do, we will do it because, oh, wait a minute, now we need to build a church building. So, come on, let me pick up a project. Let me pick up a business that is going to fund this. Let me sell my property that is going to fund this. Let me work for this. These guys didn't work because they wanted to, you know, feed their children. They worked because they wanted to build the house of God. Whatever they did, it was because they were preparing themselves for the move of God. And please understand, these are not people that have experienced the move of God in this fashion ever before. They have seen a ministry that was led by a man, Jesus Christ, centered around a man, Jesus Christ. The man would come, he would speak, and people would be awed by it. They would be blessed and, and they would be like, wow, this is awesome. And all that they did is they catered to the people that were receiving from Jesus and helped facilitate all of that. So till now, this was a, a, a one-man show. So they were not ready for what God was about to do in the next season. They had no clue what is going to happen. They didn't know what to expect. They were not, they didn't have the, you know, exact picture in their head. And yet, Day after day, they just kept coming back and they kept preparing themselves. You know, at one point they said, wait a minute, we are uh, not, we are not, you know, 12. We were supposed to be 12. So they made sure that the one person that is missing is replaced. They fixed the gaps. They, they, they did everything possible to just posture themselves to receive to walk in to experience that move of God and every one of us you know we need to understand what is it that I can do to make God move in my generation and for each of us it's going to be different if you read scriptures how the Lord moved in different times in different seasons for different people was extremely different for a, for a Joshua, when he was taking down the wall of Jericho, it required for him to just walk around the wall for, for seven days. The first six days, quietly. Don't make any sound. Don't speak anything. But you're just walking. You're just, you're just marching. You're looking like extremely foolish people to the ones on the wall. You know, the, these guys, they are wondering, what are they preparing for? This is not how you prepare for a battle. This is not how you prepare for a great victory. This is not how you prepare for a blessing. It doesn't look like they are rejoicing. It looks like they are in mourning. When the people looked at them, they're like, why are they so quiet? Are they mourning somebody? Are they sad? Are, are they, did they lose something? What is it that they're trying to achieve with this style of walking around the wall of Jericho? And, and they persisted at it. They, they didn't give up on the day one. They didn't give up day two. They didn't stop day three. They didn't stop day four, day five, day six, day seven. Day seven, 
everything that they did they did it in submission to the authority that the lord had placed over them that was joshua at that point and whatever god spoke to joshua they obeyed joshua see these guys they had not heard the voice of god but they said if we have heard joshua then we have heard god and they said we are going to obey joshua like we are obeying god and even though they didn't understand they didn't have the revelation they didn't have the same uh, you know experience with god they just consistently stayed in that place of obedience day in and day out till one day you know joshua said i'm going to blow the ram's horn and as soon as they did it everybody started shouting everybody started just praising everybody just started you know increasing what they didn't do over the last six days all of a sudden at one point with one breath the entire nation they released a sound and that sound was enough to bring the walls of jericho any civil engineers structural engineers in this place you can tell me that it was not the vibration of their voice that brought the building down yeah this was not scientific in nature god was not giving them a you know if if it was scientific then they could have shouted on the first day itself no why did they have to wait for seven days there was something that was cooking in the spirit that they didn't see their enemies didn't see that their, their, their voice now had such a power because of the obedience and the sacrifice of the last six days now all of us we want to jump to that seventh day no all of us we want to jump straight to the book of acts chapter 2 and we are hoping for a move of god we are hoping for god to come down and touch and change and just do what you know we have always seen happen in other churches ministries or scriptures and and we we want to see that happen and we want to jump directly into it and yet god is saying how prepared are you i are you setting yourself up for this move of god that is going to happen in two weeks you know i'm 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 talking not about what is going to happen in two years i'm talking about what's coming up in two weeks you know the disciples of jesus they didn't pray for like seven years they didn't have to wait for a really long time they waited for a very very short time from the day of crucifixion to the day of pentecost it's about 50 days you know this the the pentecost is the 50th day from passover you know jesus you know that jesus was crucified on the passover and so after the passover 3 days later jesus rose up from the grave you know this okay so 3 days is gone the next 40 days the bible says in the book of acts for 40 days jesus walked with his disciples taught them you know met them in different spots sometimes on the mountain sometimes in homes different different places jesus met with them and jesus taught them and reminded them of everything that he had already taught for the last 3 and a half years gave them a you know crash course of the last 3 and a half years of bible college yeah just saying hey guys just in case you forgot 
this is important this is important you know just kept teaching them and then jesus said okay now don't leave jerusalem now wait on the lord now pray now seek him so how many days are left not to our dedication but to but but in this story that i'm telling you seven days passover to pentecost is 50 days passover to resurrection is 3 days resurrection to ascension is another 40 days yeah so 43 50 minus 43 is so how many days did the disciples really wait on the lord seven days that's all it took it didn't take more than seven it, it just took seven days of saturated dedicated waiting on the lord can can it be this week for us yeah i don't know do you want to just fast and seek the lord this week i know that a lot of work is going to be happening and that we are all preparing to take leaves the next week but what's the point of us doing it next week when we are not prepared this week you know these guys they just gave their 100% during these 7 days withholding nothing absolutely nothing standing in the way of their surrender to god everything that they had to give up on everything that they had to lay down on the altar they kept doing it day in and day out over this net 7 days and the bible says on the day of pentecost <laughs> when they were all meeting in one place the kjv bible says they were all in one accord in one place you know this one accord didn't happen overnight it happened over 7 days and over these 7 days was also a lot of people that got refined out you know because on the day of ascension the bible says there was a huge group of people almost 500 people were there on the day of ascension and yet on the day of pentecost it was only 120 people so this refining was not just in character it was also in quantity it was also in the number of people that were coming to pray and seek and wait on the lord for his promises and it's not like the others they lost their faith or they stopped believing in jesus because how can you stop believing in jesus once you encounter the resurrected lord tell me about it come on if you see jesus who was crucified alive standing in front of you do you think it's easy for you to backslide no it's not so it's not that they stopped believing in jesus guys the danger we face is not that we will somehow become unbelievers one day the danger we face is not that we will not be christians anymore or that we our doctrines are messed up or that you know we are, we don't have the right understanding about god the danger is not that the danger is that we don't want a full time christianity anymore we don't want a full full time pursuit of god anymore we we want god to be restricted to a sunday morning service we want our pursuit of this house of god and the things of god and what god is about to do or how god is about to move to be restricted to a particular you know watch of 2 hours you know give me an excellent service i'll come you know I'll, i'll show up i'll dance whatever is the protocol of this church you know in this church they'll dance they'll dance 
in this church if they don't dance i will also behave you know whatever it is you know we know how to adapt no according to the correct preacher the correct worship leader okay this this uh, you know when pastor kachi is leading worship he is going to call out your name if you don't dance so that sunday you as soon as you see okay pastor kachi you take your shoes off you're like okay you know even if i don't like it i will do it why because because it's it's no longer something that is our lifestyle it is something that we are doing for a particular occasion today we are saying okay today this is what is required this is what is needed and we do it but the lord is saying can can this become our lifestyle can this pursuit of god become our lifestyle you know for those of you who don't know this new building that we are dedicating it shall it shall not be called the hisnianus church building it shall be called the revive nations center of prayer you know on sunday mornings on sunday mornings the hisnianus church will meet there okay but this is not going to be a hisnianus church building it's going to be a center of prayer which means we need prayer happening there all the time who will make it happen who will do this are we looking for some full time pastors to 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 be raised up in the church who will be like you know be used by god to seek the lord you know and, uh, and all of us will we'll just clap for them from the outside congratulations brother you're doing a good job keep doing it we are with you or are we saying god here i am use us if you could do this in the first century church if you could do this back then if you could if if these people who were married people anointed by the holy spirit had children they had to fend for their stomachs their children all of that and they could still manage to give a 100% devotion to the house of god to the things of god to the work of god to the move of god then we can do it too it's just a matter of us figuring out how how are we going to do this how am i going to do this and for each of us it's going to be different like i said the way that you prepare may not be the same way that your neighbor prepares and so don't look at the neighbor and say you know what you're doing a bad job no let them do according to their revelation you do according to your revelation what is it that the lord is showing you you know jehoshaphat he said no 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 my my team is not going to be quiet like joshua's team my team they are going to be a a musical team and instead of sending the you know shooters and the and the fighters he said i will send my worship team you know my strategy is that i am going to worship and and they didn't shout they didn't make a lot of noise but they just worshiped god with different instruments they just went marching into the enemy's camp with worship and that is what god used to give them victory so everybody the strategy may be different for different people how you prepare your house and how your how somebody else does it doesn't matter can you do it the way that god has spoken to you revealed to you that is why i'm not going to ask you will you fast for this next 7 days will you come to church building for the next 7 days i'm not going to ask you to do it you do according to your revelation but can we all do it something 
can we all just respond to a revelation and prepare ourselves for the day of pentecost for the day when the when the cornerstone is going to be established in this new building we are claiming that locality we are claiming that area we are not just taking over this building we are claiming this locality and by claiming this place we are claiming this city by claiming this city we are claiming our nation we are we are we are going to do tremendous amount of work in this place and and it is going to happen because of our preparation not because we not because we thought oh this that was the right time that was god's will no 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 please don't outsource everything to god's will and god's time it will happen because of your revelation and your understanding and how you respond to the will of god to the timing of god and i'm not saying that god doesn't have a timing god does have a timing and he has revealed it to us you know in the month of july was when the prophecy came you know i i still july or june i don't know july you know I, i remember coming up here and saying no no we are we are going to have a new church building in august and you know please come prepare pray all of that and then the prophet comes on the stage and he says um god is going to give you a new building in the month of september and there will be a harvest in september and uh, all of that and also so you know it's not like it was our plan what was our plan august this is god's plan god said it is it's the timing is correct so it's not like we are saying okay we'll do our part and then if if god likes it let him no 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 god has already told us what's his will god has told us what he didn't tell the disciples the disciples it would have been much more easier for them to pray if jesus would have told them in 7 days it is going to happen right jesus didn't say that jesus said pray wait on the lord but for us we are extra blessed we know the timing we know that there is going to be a harvest why are we not preparing for it what are we doing why why are we saying okay if if it has to happen let it happen no 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 we all, we, we we have to go out of our way to set ourselves up to receive this harvest to experience this harvest the bible says in verse 2 suddenly everybody says suddenly there was a sound from heaven like the roaring of a mighty windstorm and it filled the house where they were sitting so who prepared talk to me who prepared the disciples or the people but who got filled the place got filled are you are you understanding what i'm saying see these guys they've been consecrating themselves and it's not like they've been in this place 24 hours they would have had to go home i'm sure that this place i don't know how big this place is can 120 people sleep here can 120 people use the washroom here can 120 people cook food here like it was not like this place was a massive place it was a house the upper room of a house so so they were not in this place 24 hours so i'm sure that they stepped out of this house to go to their house and come back and all of that right to go buy some groceries all of that to draw water out of the well you know and in all of that they've consecrated themselves they have prepared themselves they have 
they have been constantly fighting wrestling with the, in in their spirit saying god we need revival god we need this promise god we need this harvest god we need this breakthrough god we need this blessing you have said it you have promised you have sent a word they're constantly preparing themselves right and yet when the move of god came it didn't come to the well it didn't come to the house where they were cooking where did it come it says it came and filled the place that were that they were meeting in so before god can fill you he is going to fill your environment so so can i say this can i say that? i i want I, i want us to understand this is how god works even in the new testament this is not a old testament god we are talking about see if i were to preach this from Solomon dedicating the temple of the Lord and how the glory of God came and filled the temple all of you theologians are going to argue with me saying oh new testament we are the temple so we can be sitting in a bar and God can still fill me you know i i don't need to be in church you know we 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 can definitely have our argument that's why i'm preaching today from the new testament so that you understand that before the disciples were filled the place were filled see the disciples were filled only in verse 4 verse 4 is when the the atmosphere of the room became their atmosphere where the same holy spirit that had filled the room now filled them and now they started speaking in tongues and they started responding to it and and their lives got transformed but it didn't begin with that it didn't begin with your encounter it began with the environment that you are gathered in that environment encountering god so can it be that all of our devotion and prayer and fasting it is it is not even for us it is it is to it is to capture god in my environment it is to bring down the presence of god in my meeting place where you know we we may look at it in whatever way we may you know that this is a physical building we spend so much money it doesn't matter whatever we may think this is a place where we are going to be hosting the presence of god right and we have more space there than here so the I don't know if more of God can be contained in a bigger building or whatever you know there's no way to measure that but 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 can we can we do it in proportion to our faith for this place before we pray that God you fill this place with people can we can we desire lord we want to see this place filled with you every brick every corner it's you know it's not because that play, that is that is god's way of operating see in the new testament forget in the new testament even in the old testament when solomon prayed on the dedication of the temple he said god i know what's the big deal for what why is this building such a big deal for you because the heaven is your throne and the earth is your footstool so it's not like you know this small tiny place that i have built for you that i have worked hard for you it's it's going to make any difference to you and yet will you please come and did god come 
so it's not like he was unaware he was like probably god doesn't have a place god is too small let me somehow it was not out of ignorance that he invited god to come and live in that building right and in the new testament when we are praying and when we are saying god come and saturate this place we are not praying out of ignorance that okay wait ah uh, you know we don't know if god god still lives in our body so can we can god at least live in the church yeah nor are we going full old school traditional church thing by saying wait a minute you know the church you know you have to be buried in this church you have to be married in this church this is you know you know how the, uh, the anybody from any any traditional mainline churches that you know if you know what i'm talking about we are not saying that either but what we are saying is this god who fills us can also fill our environment and an environment can be so saturated and it can be so set apart for the work of god for the move of god that 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 when people come into this environment and they don't have a history of what has happened here they can still tap into the god who is filling this environment so my prayer is that when we come together you know week after day after day you know when we come we are not coming just for ourselves we are coming saying god what has happened in acts chapter 2 has to happen today has to happen next weekend it has to happen over that weekend that that building can be filled every time so you know when god spoke this to me it was a revelation for me because i have never preached from acts chapter 2 about the dedication of a building like have you ever thought acts chapter 2 could be anything about a place it was about the people no it was about the first sermon that apostle paul peter preached and the 3000 people that god saved and all the wonders all the speaking in tongues and the prophesying and all of that and and when god spoke this to me i was i was stumped you know i had prepared a a good sermon i'm like i'm going back to church after two months i need to preach i need to preach in a way that they will remember they will they will take back something substantial you know and um, honestly if you ask me how i prepare sermon can i give you some insight insight so if last week i preached from new testament this week i will preach from old testament okay if you go into my sermon series or my sermon app you know, on the podcast you know you listen to my podcast you will find last sunday on in hyderabad by the way we just started a church in hyderabad last sunday the lord the lord we were about five citizens of us in the, in the in the building and and thank god for what he started there amen and uh, we are praying we are believing god for a great move of the lord so last sunday was new testament so technically this sunday would be old testament this is how i prepare because you know i i like patterns i you know i i say god this week you have to give me a word from the old testament you have to give me so i'm preparing and i prepared the word and i i had it ready i had it in my spirit i had written down the scriptures last night i go to sleep around 132 in the night we were out of town we came late in the night and around 130 in the night i go to sleep and i have a habit of putting in my airpods and listening to audio bible before i go to sleep and i'm fully 
deep, almost deep sleep. You know, I was like exhausted, right? After a long travel. Uh, and Acts chapter 2 is playing in the audio Bible. And uh, I heard this and zoop, it just came as a, it just hit me like a, a wind. So this morning, if you ask me, what is my sermon about? You know, Elena came and asked me, give me your keynote. She knows I never preach without my keynote. I always send my keynotes ahead of time. You know, you'd see all the verses, underline, highlight. You've seen that, right? This morning, I'm not, I don't have anything. In fact, I don't even have points after this. This is my main point of preaching. That God can fill a place in response to our preparation. Our personal preparation can cause God to come and fill a place. So church, will, will you do your part? Will you do your part? Because this cannot be a one-man thing. If Apostle Peter prayed, will God move? Absolutely. If uh, the, you know, if the disciples prayed, will God move? Absolutely. Yet, what God was about to do, it, it couldn't just be about one person. That is why when they stood up to preach, they stood up as a group. Not Peter. All 12 of them stood up. And Peter was the spokesperson, but all 12 of them stood up. So, can you imagine, like on a Sunday morning, 12 people on the stage and one person preaching? It's going to be crowded out here. That's not the best for aesthetics or for crowd control or for order. And yet, that is how this church ministered because it was no longer about one person. Because this church had, had been fused together in their heart and in their soul. One heart? One heart? Come on church, you forgot the word. So much that now their desire is same. Now the feeling is the same. Now the hunger is the same. Now their desperation is the same. Now they, they now they have they have so much let aside their their selves. See, one of the reasons why the Holy Spirit could fill them was because they were not already filled. Do you know what happened over the seven days of waiting on the Lord? that everything that they were full of started draining away one day at a time. You know, so I don't know what you're full of. But I hope that you have a wall that you can open and just, just let it go. Just, be, be, just empty yourself before the Lord. To an extent that God says, okay, now this vessel is clean and ready and receptive. Now, I, if I pour... You know, whatever I want into this vessel, it's not going to get spoiled. You know, the other day when we were feeding our baby and, you know, my wife, she told me how we did put milk into this bottle, but because there was some residual milk from the previous time, this milk just got spoiled. It was not like half of it was bad and half of it. It's just one or two drops in this entire bottle or a tiny microorganism that we didn't see was there. And this good, beautiful, nice milk is poured, hoping that, you know, it can be a help and a blessing. And yet, this entire milk gets spoiled, gets corrupted. It gets, you know, the purpose of it cannot be the same now. It gets curdled because of another portion of milk that was there in the bottle already. And that's why 
every time we we feed the baby we have to go through the whole process of sterilizing and cleaning and washing and even though it's the same milk we're not saying that milk was bad we're saying now this milk requires a clean vessel what you are about to receive in this season requires a clean vessel god was not telling the disciples hey what jesus taught was all you know pointless now you know i want to give you something that jesus didn't give you so please empty yourself no 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 it required for them to prepare for this new anointing that was about to come so if you become familiar with what god is about to do because of what god has already done then you will corrupt everything that is about to come the mixture of two seasons is very harmful the mixture of two wines it's very harmful the if you put old wine in new wine skins or new wine in old wine skins it's harmful so the lord is saying will you please empty yourself will you please empty yourself because the more you're able to just let go of your previous mindset which means that if you had a grudge with somebody today may be the last day that you 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 would have you had the right to hold that grudge if you had a challenge or a preconceived notion towards a particular gender a race or a people group a language whatever it may be today is the last day that that can still you know have control over your mind if whatever it be you know i i i am not here to tell you what your that one drop may be but can you identify that one thing that in my personal life what is that one thing in my personal life? i i am not here to judge my neighbor you know judging my neighbor is not my job judge yourself the scripture says you judge yourself so that you don't be judged don't judge the other person if you want to judge you examine you judge you discern you 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 let this laser of god's heart you know just just enter into your heart and just check what is going on what is not going on what what needs to be sacrificed you you examine yourself so that one small thing doesn't stand in the way of something mighty that the lord wants to do the bible says that the these guys joshua and his team they were in the uh, you know you know i just talked about jericho they they were enjoying the victory of jericho and they, then they're like okay there is a small town called ai okay artificial intelligence no it's not artificial intelligence or maybe i don't know why i don't know why they call it ai but it was called ai and they're like ha huh, this town easy thing we can if we could take down jericho you know how we are like i have taken down a goliath what's the bachiba you can get it it's okay uh, you know when when we are enjoying the big victories and we we have taken pride in the fact that i have done this how how hard can this be and in full confidence the israelite army they marched into ai and then they come back defeated they come back they got slaughtered they they got defeated left right and center 
they were in shame they so heartbroken they're like how can this happen didn't god promise us victory didn't god tell us to go into the you know land of canaan god promised it through moses and now confirmed it through joshua and look at what god did in front of our eyes jericho walls came down what can be more you know significant than that more what can be a better or bigger confirmation than jericho walls falling down and yet currently i'm not able to defeat a small town called ai ouch why anybody know why why come on talk to me guys any bible readers in this place they didn't ask the lord okay anything else but god had already told them not to go and capture go and take over canaan sorry self reliance okay okay they were so occupied with the thought of jericho the they were celebrating so much that that they didn't think too much about this place sorry sin of sin of akam who is akam we don't even know about him like that should have been the first thing everybody would say but we don't even we have not even heard of heard his name that's how insignificant this guy is he is not a leader he is not a pastor he is not the the one whose face is on the posters poster the poster sorry this this is not the most famous person in israel he is so insignificant that they had to put lords after lords after lords after lords to finally reach him you know when during the days of king saul when they had to find out who made the mistake one lot and they knew where the problem is this guy was so insignificant that they put lords they said okay which tribe they found the tribe then this tribe which clan they found the clan and then in the clan which family they found the family then in this family which person can you imagine what the long process that they went through to identify to locate the problem in their midst you know what this guy did the instruction god gave them when they conquered jericho was that in jericho you should not take the plunder the next place god was about to tell them this plunder is yours but the first victory the whole plunder was to go to god they, they not even go to god in fact they were supposed to destroy it completely they were not supposed to touch it at all the first victory and here is uh, akan he is like i am a nobody who cares what i do who who checks my bank account you know who knows what i do in the privacy of my bedroom how will my compromise compromise the victory of my church ah i don't think that you know just because i wasn't prepared we have joshua the mighty man of god anointed by god disciple of moses himself direct in person disciple he is the only person who has survived the 40 years he and caleb like can can you have a better church you know this you know joshua is there joshua is your pastor how can you be defeated when joshua is your pastor and yet the entire nation 
got defeated because one man compromised because he didn't think that his personal compromise can or will affect the public victory of the entire church entire nation entire movement so can i ask you today would you would you take yourself a little more seriously don't think you're insignificant don't think you're too small don't think you can't affect the outcome of where we are headed to your prayer is as important as the pastor's praying your giving is as important as as the giving of the the let's say the wealthy the businessmen and the businesswoman and the, the the ones that have a lot of money to give each and every one of our worship as is as important as the the melodious people that sing on the stage each and every one of our consecration is as important as the pastors and leaders i'm not undermining the importance or the necessity of the pastors and the ones who have responsibility of them taking their responsibility seriously i'm saying each and every one of our consecration is equally important we can't say because of one person you know it's just one person is a minority god will look at the 99 and still blesses right it's not how things in the spirit realm works that's why they had to become one heart one soul and that is why that one guy who tried stealing money in in the new testament right you know the story and it's not like he even stole money this is his money right they they were supposed to be the one heart one soul see on a different day this wouldn't have been a problem but but right now the move of god was so intense it was so directed so accelerated that that one person's wrong choice resulted in lack of equilibrium in the whole church there was a problem young people had to rise up and fix the problem had to bury the problem death was never supposed to be there in this church this is a church that has been healing the sick and raising the dead how can this church that is supposed to be healing what did jesus say heal the sick cleanse the lepers cast out demons raise the dead three assignments four assignments god jesus gave them in matthew chapter 10 luke chapter 10 wherever you go go and preach the gospel and along with that heal the sick cleanse the lepers cast out demons and raise the dead how is it that the same church is now burying the dead how is it that the same church is now like trying to cover up the death inside the church tell me it is the pastor's fault it's because peter didn't pray enough whose fault was it how did the the momentum of the entire church get thwarted one 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 man one man and one woman they had a private conversation they said let's let's plan this let's just think let's just tell everybody this is the truth let's not talk about this in public let's 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 not make a big deal of this and that private compromise became a problem became a compromise for the entire church so 
this morning if you think that i'm trying to scare you yes i am i'm i'm trying to tell you your choices matter the way that you prepare yourself it matters because that is going to have a direct impact on how the place is going to be filled how the place is going to be impacted how the place is going to be saturated how the place is going to be encountering the presence of god will you read these verses with me again acts chapter 2 verse 1 on the day of pentecost all the believers they were meeting together in one place and suddenly there was a sound from heaven like the roaring of a mighty wind storm and it filled the house the bed they were seated hallelujah we received this lord verse 3 says then what looked like flames of tongues of fire appeared and settled on each of them so whatever was in the atmosphere started settling on each of them whatever had filled the place whoever had taken over the place now started settling on certain individuals see these people they are already set on fire they're already been draining themselves emptying themselves over the last one week they've just been saying god we we can't do without a revival god we can't do without this harvest god this has been your promise i i know and i know and i know that you're going to do a great work you're going to do a new work and they they've they've done everything that is necessary and when god moves in this atmosphere the way that god does the next how god accelerates that move is by now settling on each and every one of these individuals it says these tongues of fire came and settled on them rested on them came and took over these individuals see this is still not being filled in the holy spirit this is read the next verse you'll understand it says verse 4 and everyone present was filled with the holy spirit and began speaking in other languages as the holy spirit gave them this ability so that's a that's the next step what is the first step what was happening in this house now started settling on them settling on them it's like 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 the these guys they have been doing their part at consecrating themselves and now this fire is coming and falling upon their sacrifice now this fire is coming and testifying confirming the fact that they have sacrificed you know i don't know if i should talk about this but of late i have i have uh, been contemplating and enjoying the idea of makeup i know i don't know if men should do makeup or not but because i'm on camera so much you know and and because you know some of these things get highlighted and magnified i i i felt okay let me try this out so i went to a place i got myself some stuff and all of that and then so this person was explaining to us how you can do all this to cover up your you know flaws and then 
what you need is to spray this so that it settles so that it, otherwise what happens is when you place your specs on the the makeup will come off i'm sorry i'm discussing all this in church sorry that was the only example that could come into my head <laughs> i'm sorry if this is a distraction or a temptation to anybody but no it's not okay let me so he he said you need to you need to spray this so that it settles otherwise every time you you know clean your face every time you you know adjust your glasses every time you touch your face or every time your face touches something it is going to leave a mark of whatever is on your face on that thing and 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 it is it's not settled it's not become permanent and once it settles it's it's like a whole process to get it unsettled you know to remove it off of your face but i i i believe that what the lord is doing in this season that he's bringing a permanency to some of the things that some sacrifices that you've made some habits that you have put into place some changes that you have developed into your in your life the lord is bringing a permanency to it so so it is not just going to be for these 7 days you are going to settle in this habitat that this is going to become your day in and day out thing to do it is not going to be removed when somebody comes and pushes you in the wrong place it is not you are not going to lose your equilibrium when that next temptation comes you are not going to lose your purity when the next thought comes into your head there is a settling that is coming this settling it is coming by fire you know when when something is something is engraved with fire it is a permanent engraving it doesn't go away easily and the lord is saying i am bringing a permanency in some of those lifestyle changes that you're bringing about in this week a permanency before i can fill you before i can use you before i can now propel you into your next season i'm going to bring a permanency a stability there is not going to be a high and then a big low and then a high and then a big dip and then a high and then no 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 the lord is saying now whatever you desire to do whatever you set your heart to do now that is going to become your life that is going to become your lifestyle that 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 lifestyle that you dreamt or you thought you're going to achieve like say in 20 years from now that's your portion today the lord is saying the fire is settling on your sacrifice so much that it is now going to become part and parcel of who you are of who you are then verse 4 it says and then everyone that was present they were also filled with the holy spirit the same holy spirit that filled the building now started filling the people the same holy spirit that that had now marked for permanence this these people now this holy spirit started filling them started overtaking them you know what do you mean to be filled by something like if i say you he's filled with hate what do you mean by that mean that anybody that goes and tries to talk to him what will they get hate if he is filled with anger 
anybody that's the person you don't want to overtake on the road right is you don't know what he's going to do next some of you are going to be so filled with the holy spirit that anybody that messes with you in the wrong way they are going to get the holy spirit they are going to get a portion of the spirit that you are filled with anything it, it's like a towel that is fully drenched in 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 water you know the literal word baptize baptism or baptizo in the root the word meaning is to dip or to you know they they the the commercial it was a commercial term for clothes that would have to be dipped in a particular color to be dyed you know clothes were made in white and and say they want the cloth to look purple they would create a purple dye out of you know all the ingredients and then they will take this cloth and they they will dip it into the dye and when the cloth comes out the whole cloth is purple in color so that was called baptism so what's happening here is a baptism of the holy spirit so when they are filled they're being they're being so dipped into this atmosphere into this person into this personality called the holy spirit that when they are brought out of this atmosphere oh my god you don't look white anymore you don't look like yourself anymore you you don't look like that old man anymore now you have the characteristics of this person that you were dipped into you have the characteristics of this person that has filled you has taken over you now you now you walk like the holy spirit now you talk like the holy spirit now you behave like the holy spirit now you function like the holy spirit now you are an extension of this holy spirit wherever you go now you are an extension